Welcome to the First Time Podcast. I'm your host, Tad. If this is your first time listening to First Time Podcast, it's really, really simple. Either me, the guest, or both of us are experiencing something for the first time, usually a movie, and then we talk about it. So today, my guest is a very, very old friend of mine. One of like, probably, I would say there's only like two other friends that I've known as long as you. And Mm -hmm. one of them, Chris, I met you through him. Mm -hmm. And then Brett Stewart, who uh, coincidentally, I I was at his wedding like two weekends ago. And it just sort of still blows my mind that he has five kids. But that would be a whole different podcast. But um, no, it's, it's just been what, like... You're, you're, are you still 35 or do you just turn 30? 30, 35. So. Yeah, you, you turn 36 in April. So I just turned 36. So like 30 years. Yeah, like literally 30 years we've known each other. Uh, yeah, and and I guess uh, in connection sort of to what we're talking about today, something that we've sort of made a tradition, even though you live like an hour and a half away, almost every year we, we find a way to come together and watch a true holiday classic in Home Alone, the uh, original Christmas classic. But I don't even know really where that started, other than like both of us probably it was probably a staple of our childhood. Mm-hmm. And then it was sort of like we probably watched it one year, and it was like, okay, let's make we're gonna both watch it every year. Let's just make it a thing. And it's just it's like an unwritten thing. It's just like, hey, I'm gonna be visiting my parents. I'm gonna come over. We'll watch Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember? Where where you first saw that movie, like the original Home Alone? I remember buying it as a Christmas gift for my sister. Yeah? Like... You wanted it, but you're five like... Five years old or six years old. I don't know if I had seen it at that point. And then, yeah, so... But I I mean, I didn't watch it for a while, and then, yeah, it kind of came this thing. You watch it every year. Yeah, it was sort of like... It's almost to me like uh, I think about it like Halloween costumes, where... It's like cool when you're really young and you get to an age where you're like too old for it and you're too cool, you think, and then you stop doing it. But then you get to the age where it's cool again. Um, But I mean, we're all chasing nostalgia all the time. And so I remember I don't remember Home Alone one, like how I exactly got it. We I know we had it on VHS at the house. We I didn't see it in theaters. Did you see it in theaters? Uh, No. No, and it, so. like my family rarely went to the theaters. If we did, I, I, rem- I like remember going to the palace to see Ho- or uh, Lion King, and that's like it must have been one of the two or three times I, I went to the theater to see a movie because I it, it's like burned in my memory. Like it was just not something our family really did. But um, Home Alone two, I remember my mom ordered from Home Shopping Network, and I don't know if you remember like my mom being sort of like. I would know oh, maybe addicted might be the right word, but um, you go to the house and it was like always on. And it, I remember she bought like Titanic, like the two VHS thing on there. And it was like a three hour movie. Yeah. And it was like, you can mom, you can just go to like any store and buy this on VHS. But they, they were selling it and they have like an hour long program where they're like, you know, pick up Home Alone on VHS. And they probably showed clips and probably but I, I can't imagine what the host would talk about for that long, but I'd, I'd like to go back and find clips, but it's like probably the original home alone podcast where they're like trying to sell the VHS tape to kids or parents, I guess. Yeah. We didn't go to the theater much, but I remember one of our first like family movies was Jurassic park. Oh, that's a good one to see in theaters. And I watched every single one except for the last one in the theaters. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I was say, what's the, the, the Jurassic, uh, world. World 2, that's the last one. You haven't seen that one? No, I haven't the, seen that one yet. Yeah. 
Well, it's been, well, that one, that one came out pre, I guess we're still not in post COVID yet, but we had, I mean, we're, we're, it's weird. Like this is, this podcast is just going to sort of be a time capsule, hopefully. Yeah. You know, but it's weird because I still hear people saying post COVID, but it's not, we're still not post COVID and people are probably sick of hearing about COVID. They go to podcasts or movies to escape it, but it's part of our lives now, but it's like. I don't think we watched, we didn't watch Home Alone last year. Mm-hmm. Like, nope. I didn't do shit last year. I didn't see, I mean, obviously didn't go see movies and theaters. There was really not, I mean, I guess it sort of does relate to what we're talking about today, but it's like the way we consume movies, you know, it was like slowly we were, theaters were sort of becoming a niche thing anyways. And then it was like a fucking big nail in the coffin when COVID hit and they literally shut down theaters and just every everything that was like mid to low budget was just okay. We'll throw it on streaming. I got services. to see Joker in the theater before. That was your last thing. Yeah, I think that was what twenty nineteen, right? Yeah, I think it came out fall of twenty nineteen. Yeah. So another good movie I like. You know, I liked, but well, it was sort of crazy, and not to get off too too much off topic, but um, the th- last movie I saw in theaters before shit closed down and hit the fan was and, and I I'll always for the rest of my life associate this movie and that date because it was Friday, March 13th. We watched Friday the 13th part 3 of the Capitol and we were like this is going to be the, this might be the last thing for 2 weeks at the Capitol, right. you know. Like a month. Yeah, we're going to close down for a few weeks to a month and then we'll be right back. Cuz that'll magically it. make everything disappear. Yeah. Just... In hindsight it's all sort of sad, but it was like, you know, March 13th and I we were we were really debating on if we should do it and I was like there won't be that many people. Of course, it was packed. It was probably, in hindsight, probably a bad idea. But um, what's cra- sort of crazy is, like, the comeback, almost. Not not quite the first thing, but, like, one of the first big movies we had after reopening was Friday the 13th Part 4, the final chapter, which was right, I think, might have been September 13th, I'm think- if I'm thinking right. But it was, like, you know, a year later, and I was like, I don't know if this is good luck or bad luck. Like... I feel like if we watch this in the theaters, like we'll have another lockdown or something, but we're in Iowa. We don't have, I don't think anything will ever happen again. We'll never have another lockdown unless it's like, you know, nationwide or some, some kind of mandate. But like that, again, I don't want to get too off topic. That's a, that's a <laughs> yeah, whole different, that's a whole different discussion because, you know, we don't want to get into a science versus uh yeah. Yeah. I could talk for an hour. Uh, about this and how much uh, whatever opinions I have on it and I work in the industry I mean I have the company that I work for actually was one of the first approved to for uh, test kits really produce test kits and it's like well that's kind of cool you know Um, but yeah job security I guess right yeah definitely (laughs) I mean we've exploded yeah it's just been super busy oh yeah I mean their projections, I, uh, they wanted like 26% growth this year, and I think they hit that in October. Yeah, yeah. So, pretty what, good. When what, It's like, shit hit the fan, but like, for the country it was like bad, but for some, it boomed. I mean, of course, once again, I, I've already said it five times this podcast, off topic, but um, <laughs> you know, you, you yeah. see like Jeff Bezos and, and you know, the, the rich are getting richer, and it's like... This I'm not sure if you finished the intro. Yeah. Of who I am. <laughs> well, you never said my name. I don't think. No, but people will read it in the topic. You know, when when they go oh, to you click don't, on okay, it. Okay. Yeah, but but my, this is my friend Evan Jones, uh, okay. and I feel like I always I always feel like when I'm recording, like 
oh, of course, everyone who listens knows me personally. Mm-hmm. I just assume no one. Why would you listen if you don't know me? But then I see that there's like, you know, hundreds of downloads on an episode. And I'm like, hundreds of people don't like me. So I'm guessing they're, <laughs> listen, they're listening because of the guest or the topic. I don't know how many Home Sweet Alone fans we have out there. Uh, you know, spoiler, that's what you're going to hear about. Uh, but you clicked on the, the episode, you know what we're talking about. But um, I don't know. It, it, that's that's an interesting topic, too. I mean, we we talked about it a little before recording is like, you know, I've I've talked with other podcast hosts, people who have their own shows. And it's like they 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 swear, you know, oh, when I when I talk about a brand new movie, I get way more hits or, you know, I, I for my numbers, it's like older movies. But then again, like some movies that aren't that old. I don't know. It's it, I guess it's it's really random. Like, I, I, there's no telling, and if you're trying to just aim at, like, what will get listeners, I don't know. It, it, I, I have my guess as good as anyone as far as, like, I, I did an episode on um, Bill and Ted Face the Music, like, the new, the third Bill and Ted movie, and it was, like, sort of just a bomb of an episode. Like, it was, a, I mean, listening, I thought it was, you know, my guess was great. Uh, we had a good talk, but as far as if you went by downloads, but then again, like, if I talk about The Breakfast Club, you know, that's a big one. It's like, yeah. Okay. Old this is also a double first time because it's the first time I've ever done a podcast. Oh, I know you have lots of yeah. podcasters on. So, oh yeah, yeah, and I have my first. Yeah, I always uh, sort of learn about that. Like I, I, I think my last guest last week, uh, Michael, was surprisingly a first timer, uh, or at least first time on my show for sure. But um, I've, I've had a lot of first time podcasters on, or first time, I guess, guests that are have never been on a podcast, but. I don't know. I, I don't even, I guess I just don't take my own podcast seriously enough to think it's like, you know, it, I mean, I really am just setting a mic down and, and you and me are just talking about the movie we just watched. You know, right. I try not to think of it too much. It has a little structure, but you know, if you've listened I just to the hope show I don't, before, I'm not boring, <laughs> right? You're good. You're, <laughs> I mean, we're going to talk about the best movie ever. No. Um, well, I guess I will, we'll just sort of go into that. The, um, the movie we're talking about today is Home Sweet Home Alone. Twas the night before Christmas vacation. And the fun was in full swing. You have split our family onto two separate flights. Mom! Max, please! The family left for their big vacation. Is that everyone? The cars are leaving now! But forgot one little thing. Mom? Dad? Uncle Blake? They don't even know I'm here. They don't even know I'm here. My mom and dad have gone to Tokyo. I'm totally on my own. You do realize that my 10-year-old son is at home by himself. You just assumed Max was on the other flight. We didn't take a census. We got reports of suspicious people around 36 Lincoln Ave. I can't go to jail, honey. I wouldn't last 30 seconds in Gen Pop. It's where fresh fish get got. Nobody here is getting got. And we're criminals. I don't think so. This is my house. I have to defend it. Orange stripe, center pocket. Ooh. That did not sound right. I am trying to get home to my son. Who is alone. I'm scared. And he needs his mother. Home alone. Oh no, a ladder! You think I'm that stupid? 
Yes, I do. Only on Disney Plus. Okay, so Home Sweet Home Alone was just released on Disney Plus um, as of recording this about a week ago. So towards the end of November, I don't know, I have the exact date. Um, I think it was, I don't know, in November of 2021, if you're listening to this in the future. Um, it was, again, straight to streaming, uh, which is the f- first Home Alone movie straight to streaming, but not the first one straight to video. Right. First two, theatrical, then there was three and four were straight to video. People say four doesn't exist. Yeah, I don't, I've, I think I've seen three on, like, TV, but I've never sat and, like, watched it from beginning to end. I think that's, and then four is, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen any parts. If I've it's seen not, the, if it's not Macaulay Culkin, I'm not. You know, that's a sequel, direct yeah. sequel like yeah. that. I'm not in. So three, I never even tried to watch. Or four, obviously. Well, so Well, what was interesting about this one is I, you know, I mentioned earlier that we've had this sort of tradition of watching Home Alone and Home Alone 2 because I will be a Home Alone 2 stan and say, you know, even though it's the same exact fucking movie in a different spot, the... the um, the traps and the scenes are they're, they're much more brutal and more dark. He throws bricks at heads and shit. Like mm-hmm. it has its you have reasons to watch it. Like I enjoy it. It's obviously not as as good as the first one. And in, in, well, and he's not technically home, right? I mean, he's at a hotel. Yeah, but I mean, so clearly the studio was like, "Oh shit, we have this huge hit on our hands. How do we profit off of this?" Let's. It, they took the simplest route. Okay, bring back Macaulay as quick as possible because he's getting older and he's not as cute anymore. Bring him back. Bring everybody back we can. Chris Columbus, John Williams, uh, John Hughes, everybody, and just basically redo it in New York instead. I don't, I don't know how you know. It's like a formula, but it's smart. Is I mean, looking back on a business idea, it's like genius of them, you know. Yeah. Um, but then it sort of tapered off, like you said. I don't really consider three and four really. I don't know canon. I guess you would say this, and that's what's interesting about this. Like I hit you up, and I was like. We should watch. I was gonna watch this movie anyways. I was like, who better than Evan to watch it and make a? And that's sort of how I consume movies now, which is a whole different discussion. But right. it's like, I can't just enjoy a new Home Alone movie. I have to have a friend over to watch it, and then we have to record an hour of talking about it because that's just you know I can't. It's I, what you do now? Right? Yeah, I can't just enjoy things to enjoy things. I'm trying to break that habit, but um, you know we're we're recording here in the last day of November um, to lift the curtains a little bit, but you'll be hearing this at the beginning of December. And so I'm trying to do like more Christmas. I have three Mondays in December to do Christmas episodes or there's four, but one's after Christmas. Um, and I thought, well, I'm going to watch this. What better guest to have than you? Mm-hmm. And so first off, like I, I told you, don't look into it. You didn't know this movie existed until right. I mentioned it. Um, like two weeks ago. Yeah. You, did, you didn't know it was a, a sequel or a remake or you didn't even know the title. You just knew there's another Home Alone movie. Um initially like when i mentioned that were you thinking oh this is going to be another like shitty home alone 4 or were you thinking like they brought because right now we're in this age of like weird reboot sequel things right right like, that's jamie what lee was... curtis is back you know they're bringing back everybody like ghostbusters yeah. are back everybody's back so i definitely yeah had no idea what what is it they're trying to do is it a true remake is it kind of a like you said sequel remake yeah that's po- real popular right now and so, and I didn't even watch a preview. Someone had said, uh, Buzz was a cop in the movie. And so I'm like, so is it him and his family now? So it's like a sequel mm-hmm. or something. So I had absolutely no idea. And I guess it's, 
it's in the original universe. Right. It's, it's it's technically canon, so it is a sequel. But it it does it does sort of the reboot sequel thing where it doesn't just take homage to the original. It like takes direct scenes out of it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, slipping on the ice. Uh, you know, it, it switches. I mean, I was actually pretty impressed that they with the amount of violence because I, I was afraid they'd water it down too much especially for disney mm-hmm. plus um but they still brought the violence he shot fucking pool balls out of a gun that was cool uh <laughs> you know i mean that's like the equivalent of bricks i guess uh I setting love, a woman on fire yes uh but only her feet like not her head um they switched micro machines for legos which is funny because like now well i guess maybe more I guess now thinking about it, more of the, I guess it would be like the glass ornaments that he ste- stepped on that hurt mm-hmm. his feet with that because mm-hmm. he slipped on the micro machines. But like the, the Legos, and that's sort of funny to think like back in the '90s, Legos were just as popular, if not more. Well, I guess probably a little less popular now. They have all the building kits and they're f- super fucking expensive. Right. When we were kids, it was just Legos. Right. Make your own shit. Now they're like, here's a kit. It tells you how to build it. No, like we just had to make our own shit. But um. Yeah, it's it's interesting because it does the whole like reboot sequel because it exists in the Home Alone world, but they still obviously took a beats from it. So it's like it feels like a remake in some ways. But um, if if you're listening to this, we're going to spoil shit. We already have. But um, it has a twist to it where it's not necessarily like just bad yeah. guys. Right. Yeah. So like as it started, I'm like, who are these people? How are how are they related to sort of maybe like the original and stuff? Right. Are these relatives? Um, I didn't like that they were British because I don't like the British accent the well, way I, other people well, do. I, I don't. I still don't really get why they did it. Yeah. I mean, other than being like the it's families just, in London, or I don't know. It was. I, I was a bit confused by that because the dad, Pete Holmes, did not have a British accent, but the kids did. So apparently was that their dad? Yeah, I thought he was like a uncle or something. I don't think he. No, the uncle was like the other guy. Yeah, that's why it was confusing. Oh, so because you because they're when they when they get to Tokyo and they're arguing over who who forgot the kid. Yeah, that's mom and dad arguing over who forgot. Like she seemed older. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's a weird couple, and then um, you know we're gonna jump all over, but it's like at the end when they're having dinner with the. The uh, other couple who they thought, you know, had the doll, the dad's not there. So it's like just mom and the boy. Like it's it, it's oh. really conf- sort of confusing. But if I'm looking here, I'll look into the credits here. OK, so um, I'll, I'll list a little bit. We have Ellie Kemper as uh, who, you know, from the office and um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is Pam McKenzie. Rob Delaney, who's in like Deadpool and he's he's infamous for uh, he's a stand up comedian. We've met him actually in Iowa City. The The husband of. The, the, Kemper's the, character. Yes, yeah. The big okay. they call him the the Frankenstein's monster. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, he plays Jeff McKenzie. We have Archie Yates, who's a little boy, the British boy. He's from uh, Jojo Rabbit. That's he. I don't remember if he was nominated for an Oscar. He might have been, but um, he was. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen. No. He, he plays a little boy, and it's like a it's a um, Adolf Hitler comedy with um, Scarlett Johansson. Okay. It got tons of. Um, you know, awards. But anyways, um, Aisling B Bia, I'm guessing is Carol Mercer. The uh, mom, the probably. mom. Yeah. Um, and then we have Keenan Thompson who plays a side character. He's like a real estate agent, Gavin Washington. Um, no, I guess you're right. Pete Holmes, uncle Blake. 
So you're you are right. I was yeah. mistaken. Um, then Chris Parnell is Uncle Stu, and then the sole character we have back is Devin Rattray, Rattray as Buzz McAllister. Yeah, who's essentially playing a. Uh, I mean. Again, nostalgia. So they they had to attach it to the original somehow, mm-hmm. and he's really the only connecting tissue. But right. um, we do find out spoiler again that we we find out where Kevin is, and he's he's created his own home home security. Home, yeah, McAllister home security system. Home security. So they both turned into like sort of uh, Buzz is a cop, and Kevin does home security. So it's like they both, I guess, were traumatized from this experience of being. Him being left home alone twice, I guess. Uh, I don't. I mean, I can. He's definitely, kind of a buffoon cop, right? Buzz is, and it makes sense for uh, looking back at the character to think like Buzz was always a dickhead bully, and those are the kind of people that tend to grow up to be <laughs> cops. <laughs> like, yeah, I know so many dickhead bullies from high school that are now cop Burlington cops, and it, um, so it's like it makes sense. It, it's a logical uh, step. Um, but it's it's a nice little interesting cast and and like I said I didn't I was thinking it was uh it was the husband so I guess she's a single mom who just moved to the U S we don't get a whole lot of backstory as to why they're British he why said, they moved here well the kid said his parents yeah once like a couple of times like so yeah. Mercer Mercer I'm looking on the list there's Katie Mercer who is his sister Andrew Daly Mike Mercer so it might have been. It was Andrew Daly uh, or Andy Daly. He's he's another comedian. So this cast, like when I heard about this remake, it was over a year ago or it was it was at the time being called a remake. Um, And I heard like Rob Delaney, Ellie Kemper. I'm like, I love all these people. Like Mm -hmm. um, we saw Rob Delaney in Iowa City like seven years ago to do stand up. And he was was fucking hilarious. you know, Archie Yates, like, the, you know, I didn't even know Keenan was in it. Like, it's it's incredible cast. So I, I sort of was like, oh, this could be really good. Then I saw the trailer and I thought, this is not going to be good. It looked awful. Right. And then we watched it and I was actually okay with it. I thought it was fine. What yeah. do you think overall? Overall, I mean, you know, sort of kid cheesy a lot of times, right? Um, It had some funny jokes in there. I thought it was it was weird like it had such a different feel on sort of how it was happening mm-hmm. and then all the gags or whatever at that you know at toward you know the climax of the movie right. just like just like the original usually it's slightly different things right and then at the end totally flipped around right. I'm like what is no yeah it was. <laughs> It was weird because, like, and, and this is going to be the weirdest comparison you'll hear on any podcast, um, but it made me think of Rob Zombie's Halloween. Now, f- f- stick with me here. Okay. Rob Zombie's Halloween, like, he, he started, he remade John Carpenter's Halloween, which is my favorite movie. I somehow somehow mix it into every episode right? Um, on accident. Don't try to. But Rob Zombie, you know, oh, I'm remaking this horror classic where John Carpenter didn't explain anything about Michael Myers' past. Rob Zombie did the opposite, and he explained everything about his past, but he got to a point where, in the movie, where it suddenly it was like Halloween night, 
and suddenly it turned into a remake of Halloween where Michael was doing the exact same beats as the original Halloween. It was like, okay, now it's really, and that's what this reminded me of where it was like, okay, we have a whole different setup for this. There's different no robbers. Premise, really. Yeah, there's no robbers. They, they flipped the script on that. Um, there's no real bad guys in this story. And then when it hit time for like him to set up the booby traps, it, it turned into a Home Alone remake. Right. And then it was like, okay, once, once we had our twist again, it went back to its own movie. So it was like, okay, we're just going to borrow like this, I don't know, 10 minute part of this movie where they're getting hurt. And that's the remake of home alone. I mean, I thought that the setup was actually sort of creative where, uh, you know, they have an open house and it's of course, you know, like poor us We're we're, we're going to have to move very goonies where it's like, we're going to lose our house because dad can't find a job because he, he's an IT and, the cloud made his job obsolete. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's because I was going to throw that. Are you going to put this on the cloud? Is yeah, yeah. Put this, put this uh, episode on the cloud. Yeah, but it was, it was actually pretty funny. I, I thought, I, I guess maybe my expectations were so low. I was like, honestly, thinking when we were going to hit record, I was going to say, well, we finally hit the one movie on this show after like almost seventy episodes that I hated, and I didn't hate it. I really liked it actually. Um, I don't know if it's just my like. It's I'm in the Christmas spirit and I love the original two films so much and the way they if they wouldn't have had buzz, I don't know if I would have loved it as much. But like my stupid minuscule brain that's like <laughs> nostalgia, you know, junkie where I'm like, they showed me buzz for two <laughs> seconds. I, I, lo- I got to love this movie now. But, right. um, you know, the idea would it have killed Macaulay to do a, a quick little cameo quick cameo? Yeah, I mean, I he did the. Uh, that Google Home commercial like three years ago where he reprised the role. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, um, vaguely. I don't know if you've listened to Macaulay Culkin's podcast before. Very funny. He's 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 a great guy. Um, one of my... He, did, he stopped recording in 2019 and hasn't come back to it. But um, a he's really just a very funny guy, but he talks about that. And, um, you know, they Google reached out and they were like, we want to feature you in a Home Alone commercial. You'll be re- reprising Kevin. And Macaulay Culkin has fuck you money. And right. has, after he was a kid, he's like, he, he split from his parents, took all of his money, and has just lived comfortably in a private life. And he's every like 10 years comes out and does one project. And I dig that. Like, I love that he he's like, I'm just going to be cool with like, and just be selective. Like, you know, a lot of child stars don't make it through. So, um, anyways, when they came to him and said, you know, we want you to do this, he's like, well, I don't really need the money. So what, what can you offer me? And they're like, well, do you have any ideas? And he's like, I want to write it. It's going to be my idea. Um, and here's, here's the thing. I'm not doing it unless Joe Pesci does it. And at that point, Joe Pesci hadn't, he like vanished off the face of the earth. Like he had been telling Martin Scorsese like to fuck off for 20 straight years on, um, the Irishman. Like, if Martin Scorsese can't get him out, he thought, well, Google's not going to fucking get Joe Pesci out of retirement. They call up Joe Pesci, and he's like, probably like, here, you, you do like one line, you get two seconds of screen time, and you have a million dollars, and Joe Pesci was like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> it literally, he did it, and then Macaulay's yeah, like, right. yeah, okay, fuck, like, now I'm stuck. Because he makes a quick little appearance at the end of that commercial, and Macaulay's sort of like, well, I, I set, like, this, like, I set, I th- he thought he set the bar so high that they would never do it. And they're like, yes, you can write it. And we got Joe Pesci on board. And he's like, well, shit, now I have to do it. 
And he did it. And it was like a huge viral hit that year. You know, it was on like every football game you watched that season. Uh, It was, you know, every commercial break. But uh, I just I think he's so well off that he just doesn't and he's comfortable with himself to the point where he's like, I'm only reprising this if I really want to. And I'm sure he's fine with it. Like he, he's probably um, actually like I haven't checked his Twitter, but I'm sure he's mentioned it every year uh, on his birthday. He tweets of how old he is just to make people feel old. Yeah. When he turned 40, he was like, Macaulay Culkin turned 40 today just to make you all feel like you're old dinosaurs. Yeah. You know, and that makes me think like with this movie, like, yeah, people our age would show Home Alone to their kids mm-hmm. who are older kids, 10, 11, 12 years old yeah. could be. Because literally, yeah, I mean, you are, and I am almost at an age that half our age is a f- grown adult. Yep. 18. Yeah. yeah. And it's freaky. And so, of course, yeah, I think. Yeah, when I, I just turned 36 a few weeks ago, and Nikki mentioned. Now you can, you know, if you can date someone half your age, I'm like, girl, why did you bring that up? <laughs> You're my yeah. wife. Like, don't say that. But anyways, yeah, I didn't mean to get you uh, off your tangent. But no, that but yeah. So like to me, this is like, well, this would be a movie to show their kids if they're like, if they thought the original is too old and yeah. weird and things that are outdated, like phone lines. Mm-hmm. What's that? Well, I mean, there was memes going around the last couple of years of like a little comic panel it's like home alone in 2021 it's like oh we forgot kevin he picks up a cell phone he's like mom i'm still at home it's like okay see you yeah. at the airport and and in a movie like yeah because we all are so connected but yeah i thought they did a pretty they, good job of of getting around that this time yeah so that yeah they just the kid doesn't he's too young to have a cell phone i guess um no landlines obviously because no one and that's truthful like no one has landlines um and then businesses yeah that's about it and they blocked his internet access which in my mind i was like realistically now if you left your kid home alone and went out of the country he would get instantly on the computer and just die in a porn coma like in five minutes (laughs) (laughs) he would just even at 10 maybe not 10 i i don't know (laughs) they didn't really i guess they established how old he was but it's like so he would probably go into like a tiktok or uh like youtube yeah, uh, you YouTube know. binge. I could see yeah, that. he'd be like watching. Not um, to say that he wouldn't, you know, get curious, get yeah. into some crazy stuff. I mean, it's yeah, not just porn. There's a lot of yeah, any anything, violence, whatever. But. Right? Yeah, he would. I mean, yeah, mom's not home. I mean, he would get curious on the internet. So, um, you know, they quickly shut that down. And I don't know if it's like the Disney of things. I, I thought, like I said, I was sort of impressed that they kept a lot of the violence. I mean, he shot pool balls. He shot. He he like threw. He cookied, cookied them, which was funny. The, the tack darts. Yeah. That's disturbing. Yeah. She he was, put, she was, what's his face? Pinhead. Yeah. 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 She, uh, and, and what was interesting, like, you know, the next day, like when they're, when it's all wrapped up, like he had the big knot on his head and missing a tooth, but she didn't have any marks. Yeah. She did. Yeah. No blemishes. But, but, this, but women are pretty good with makeup, I guess. Tacks. I, I don't know. I, I get, yeah. Do you remember when, um, just having memories of, uh, your parents' house when they were trying to sell it? And we had the, uh, you had to cut the initials out in home or in shop yes. class. And Josh Lamb was hitting his arm with <laughs> yes. the, the nails. stick in and. Yeah. And, the, and then it hit like a big thing and it started spraying like Kill Bill style. And he was trying to cover it up because there was blood getting on your carpet. Your parents just were angels for putting up with our shit. I'm surprised Josh Lamb's alive. Yeah. But um, just made me think of that too. But yeah, she, he sets up a an assault rifle of Nerf darts with 
Two of them, double barrel. Double barrels, yeah. Semi-automatic, or I guess automatic in this case. She pulls down the the hatch. The height, the, the height of ladder to the attic sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, very, because uh, didn't, yeah, Kevin had the, they had the attic because he had to stay up there with Fuller. Easy on the Pepsi. Yeah. Yeah, so sort of, you know, a lot of little tiny nods. Not that that one was, but it made me think of that. Like, you know, they had the attic in the house. Also kind of made me think of Christmas Vacation. Yep, yep. It's like, kind of do those. Thing. But, yeah. Tack darts. In their face. Stick, I mean, that could have gone into her eyeball. Right. It could have been bad. Blinded her, yes. But, um, like I said, I was, I was sort of surprised they went with the violence that they did, but it, it seemed like they did skirt around, like, we're not just going to have robbers come, which I don't know if that was, like, a Disney decision to make it, like, we don't really have bad guys in the story. It's a misunderstanding. Or if it was, like, we don't want to just make the same movie again. Mm-hmm. But either way, it worked. I thought I appreciated the the twist yeah. on it because it kept me engaged. Like, I feel like if it would have just been two more robbers robbing this big house again, I would have been like, OK, this is not a sequel. This is too close to the original. Um, so the, the story idea is that this couple has to sell their house because dad lost his job. He was working yeah, to the cloud. He, he was like a data guy, uh, physical data guy and lost it to, the, to this. So they're going to sell their house and move somewhere smaller and while he's at he has this open house he assumes this little british boy who had to use the bathroom who's a smart ass a lot like kevin McAllister, mm-hmm. um not quite as sharp and quick as right. as macaulay but i don't think that that's a hard comparison that there's nobody that was ever topped macaulay as far as that i mean he is the absolute perfect character like the perfect casting in, in the original home that's what makes that movie yeah um but well, that was one thing i was gonna say is like i didn't like this kid, he didn't have much of a personality to me. No, and he wasn't nearly as big of a role as yeah Macaulay Culkin, because Macaulay Culkin was a movie. He was the movie. central part. Yeah, yeah it, it's movie. him and the two robbers basically. Yeah, and and they got Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci. I mean, two again right. genius casting, but yeah, it depended on Kevin. Yeah, and like with this kid, it's almost like he's not even there half the time. Right. Almost. And you more, more focus on the couple. Right. And so in this story, the couple, um, Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney, uh, Jeff and Pam, uh, again, they, they get they think that this kid stole their doll. And so they're not actually... A doll worth $200,000. Yes. Yeah. So this this guy wants to sell this doll on eBay. It's like his, his mother's doll, a porcelain, rare porcelain, yeah, rare porcelain... Uh, doll that's head is upside down so there's a big confusion there where um it comes comes back to bite them in the ass because they're calling it the ugly boy and this little british kid thinks that he's they're talking about him but um they assume he stole this doll from the house the open house so they he goes to retrieve it and he it starts innocently like he wants to just use the key get in the house take the doll and leave he does not want to break in he's not a bad guy he's actually a good dad but he's trying to save his family and so it's sort of like, I like the twist that there's no necessarily bad guys. It's just a big, really big misunderstanding. Yeah. And so they, he tries to get in the house, and, and I won't go beat by beat, but they, he fails a few times. Eventually, um, she has to flirt her way out of a situation when Buzz shows up as a cop, which is a fun little uh, scene and cameo. And uh, that's where we learn. He thinks that Kevin's calling in a prank call, which is hilarious. Yeah. Apparently, so he does it every year. Yeah, every year at Christmas Eve. We left him at home twice. <laughs> twice, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm assuming they don't really say, do they? Are they in Chicago still? 
the flight looked like it was in. I mean, oh, they, they, were, they did say O'Hare uh, when they're watching the news now. I remember they yeah. said Snowmageddon. No, Snowpocalypse is better. Um, yeah. That's a running joke, but uh, it's like they, they did mention, you know, um, we're not sure when O'Hare will have flights out again. So they were in Chicago. Yeah. Or at least a suburb. Because, well, and so the kid and her pa- and family or whatever is supposed to go to Tokyo. And they did go to Tokyo, obviously, and, and I remember the flight back. Yeah. She's watching, she's just staring at the screen. Yeah. That's the flight back, and it's Tokyo, you know, yeah. Tokyo to yeah. Chicago. So, yeah, it's still in Chicago. Which I, when I was a kid, like, I didn't make the connection. Like, all John John Hughes films are in Chicago. Uh, Breakfast Club, Home Alone, uh, Ferris Bueller, obviously, was, like, you know, huge in Chicago. Um, but... When I was a kid, like, Chicago was, like, a world away, and then when I hit, like, high school and we go on, like, art club trips and stuff, Chicago, I'm like, oh, that's really cool, you know, it felt like the closest to home that we had, like, for big movies, because most, you know, it's, like, L.A. or New York, those are unattainable, but Chicago's close, you know? Yeah, I mean, when you're a kid and growing up in middle America, it's like you, those places seem not real. Yeah. Right? They're just a different world. So, and then... Well, I mean, Christmas Vacation, another... And that one... And that, I think I always connected to, like, Home Alone. I mean, obviously, I didn't have a fucking mansion. We, that's, that's a whole different discussion as to far, as far as what Kevin's dad does. Right. You know, uh, there's been talks about whether he was, like, a mobster or a lawyer or what the hell he did to have that big of a house. a multi-million dollar house, easily, right? And flying everyone to Paris. Yeah. Well, that was the brother, I think, in the original. Yeah. It was it was Kevin's uncle moved, got a promotion to Paris. Okay, yeah. And he's the one who paid for all the tickets. To all come there, yeah. So then maybe he's like a fashion mogul or, or something. something. Yeah, and Uncle Frank's a cheapskate. He's the yep. he's sort of the But I like in this one they have a sort of a twist where it's like uh, you know, Rob Delaney has a rich brother who's sort of a prick and he has like a, an Asian wife who's like very um high maintenance and he accidentally like throughout the movie sort of accidentally sort of sometimes like almost poking at his brother like for being poor oh yeah 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 their family being poor um that was sort of a fun little twist almost like you said almost too many characters in my view because like you said kevin was such a and maybe they saw that and was like they were like you know we're not so, we're not okay. gonna have another macaulay culkin yeah like in the original it's i mean it's macaulay culkin and marvin harry yep the mom and every and the family, right? Like, yeah. The family is all they like all have, one character. Yeah, they, they they have a few like everybody has a like their one line. Yeah, even dad like he's not a huge mom is bigger than dad in, in that in the yeah. first one at least. Catherine O'Hare, which again people like have been watching Shit's Creek and they're like, is that the mom from Home Alone? Yeah, you know it's like yeah. She was also or Beetlejuice. In, uh... Orange County. That yeah. Was another, yeah. That was the first time I was like, "Yeah, it's Kevin's mom." Yeah. <laughs> she's she's a improv like old improv comedian. Yeah, Canadian, right? Yep. SCTV, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. That thing. Yeah, where like John Candy and uh, all kinds of big names came out of that, but um, yeah, it I, was I, there. Is it their sort of SNL? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. And a lot of a lot of names came out of there, and I think a lot of names actually came from like SCTV over to SNL when it was like making it big. You know, they would they would come over and sort of we would steal their people. But um, yeah, I, I again don't really know why they made. I guess maybe they just really liked this kid and thought uh, Archie, the the actor Archie Yates, uh, really thought you know 
well, he, he probably can't. He's too young to like really pull off a an American accent. So we'll have to make at least his mom British. Um, not, I guess it's sort of weird that uncle's not at all, but Pete Holmes, another stand-up comedian that I really, really like, uh, mm-hmm. he, he didn't, his role is pretty minimal. Um, but it's just like I said, uh, when I saw this casting, I was like, I like everybody in this. Like they, they got a bunch of really funny comedians. I love, I think Ellie Kemper is really funny. Uh, she's funny in the office and, and Kimmy Schmidt and, uh, she, I watched the first couple seasons of Unbreakable. Yeah. Kimmy Schmidt. I think maybe was it just the first season, but yeah, I mean I liked her too. Um, she's she's like adorable. The, yeah, yeah. She's like she can play like almost a uh, ditzy but very um, innocent, like the yeah. most innocently dumb person, both on The Office and Kimmy Schmidt. Um, and I think you know it was good casting where it's like when they started this movie they were both so innocent, and over this big miscommunication where this little boy who was also a miscommunication he thought they were coming to like kidnap him literally steal him put him in a bag and sell him <laughs> to a grandmother to a grandmother <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. it's very much like a three three's company episode like uh-huh. nikki's pointed out before she's like they should just call three's company like uh misunderstanding the show because that, that shows just a bunch of people misunderstanding like every week it's a misunderstanding that leads you know to that him. happened in Frasier a lot too yeah a lot of those episodes he would think one thing and it's not that and yeah it would embarrass turn himself yeah um but yeah it's, it's it's an interesting twist on having that and then it was like he set up all the booby traps and like you said it sort of just turns really quick into some, a, i mean the soundtrack's Almost is it the same exact soundtrack? Well, it was I mean, interesting. Similar. It was interesting because at the beginning it was like they would instead of going like two octaves higher, they would go lower, and I was like, "This are they avoiding the rights or something? They don't have the rights, so they made it's almost like a great value version of the score." Right. And but then, like when it kicked into full Home Alone mode, they used the exact like exact things, and then we were watching the credits, and it said original Home Alone themes by John Williams. So they used they, not only did they use like his the music he wrote. I'm pretty sure they just used it from the original score, like his original recordings, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, uh, just a almost like a character of its own in the franchise, like John Williams next to Sergio Leone, and uh, or not Sergio, but um, there's just like these composers like Hans Zimmer is sort of the modern one, but it's like, you know, he did John Williams did fucking star Wars, Harry Potter, Jurassic park, uh, home alone. I mean, every one of his goddamn themes is memorable. You know, it's like a character of its own. So when you put those in the movie, of course it it hits me in the heart where I'm like hearing these songs, I was getting gas at like 11 o'clock last night at Hy-Vee gas station outside. And they were playing like the home alone, not the score the soundtrack where they had like, I, I could tell because where I, I've listened to that soundtrack so many times, the transition between songs, I'm like, oh, they're literally playing, because they they record re-recorded some of those like holiday classics just for that soundtrack, and I, I, my ear knows the difference, right? Uh, very sp- specific versions, and I was like, oh, they're now in this movie they're using John Williams score, which I'm like, you can't replace it, so you might as well just use it if you have the rights to it, you know? Yeah. And and he did like you know like I said Star Wars and stuff, so now that Disney owns Fox and they own fucking everything now. They can do that. They now they own John Williams scores. They you know they don't quite own Steven Spielberg stuff, so they can't do like I mean he did Jaws, he did you know all Spielberg stuff. But um, no, it's just it's hearing those original songs. I think helps out in my mind. 
But at the beginning, like I said, it was sort of weird because it was like different versions of the same songs, not quite there. Yeah, like I said, it, it felt like, you know, it's familiar, but it feels off somehow. Maybe that's what they were going with, where it's like, we're going to keep it close, but um, familiar, but uh, it's, new. It's still new. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's sort of that theme of this movie where it's like familiar, but it's different enough. And then they have that big twist at the end where it's like, uh, you know, they they all they're like, wait a second. You thought we were coming to kidnap you? And he's like, wait, you just want the doll? I didn't even take the doll. And she's like, I, I, I literally said it out loud when we we're watching. I said, she's going to take him home for Christmas. <laughs> and literally after they Five minutes later, yeah. yeah, after they tried to murder him for the entire, you know, three fourths of the movie and he's been trying to murder them. It's like. Oh, my bad. Anyways, come over to the house, you know. It's like, poor thing. And, and I don't know. I thought it was a big enough, like, change that made it worthy. Like, made it worthwhile. Whereas, like, this isn't a remake. This is a whole right. new movie. I don't like the sappiness of it, though. No? No. It's why certain, like... I used to be a big Friends fan. But now it's... But when if I rewatch it, it's like... There's too much of it. It's just sappy. Well, what do you? How do you feel about like the ending of the original Home Alone? I mean, that's sappy. It's it's small though. Yeah. Like he just opens. Oh, he reunites with his family. That's nice. Or he waves. And here's here's something I I before I forget when they're and this is a random scene, but when they're at the like nursing home and they're playing the bells, mm. and that old guy is like, "This sounds terrible," or something makes a comment. I, there's no way it was him. I know it was an actor, but uh, he almost looked like the South Bend Slayer, like the right. Shovel Slayer. Yeah. And I was From like, the original. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. is that an homage or is he just happened to look like him? Yeah. I don't, I don't think it was supposed to be him, but my yeah. mind went right there. I'm like, cause he would have to be dead by now. He was old as shit. And I mean, I know yeah. the actor's dead, but I'm saying the character would have to be dead by now. If, if how old do you think he was in the movie? 70? Yeah, I mean, he was he was still mobile and walking around, but he was old. You know, they were they were terrified yeah, of him. Yeah, because again, the movie was thirty years ago. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so he would be, be old. Like I mean, yeah, because Kevin would be forty now. So, and you know, mm -hmm. yeah, so he would have to be. So I mean, yeah, I don't know. My first thought was like, is that another? I did kind of think that too. I think I was looking for little things all throughout the movie, like little homages uh, to the original. Obviously, really cool, like. McAllister security had the actual original Home Alone logo with like the the you know oh, the, the silhouette house. of the house yeah 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 well and then they also had a remake of Angels with Filthy Souls yes I'm glad you remembered that I I would I almost forgot that that was really cool and it's like some weird futuristic yeah, space yeah. movie but the exact same lines and then the uncle of the adults or whatever yeah are. He's like, oh, this is so stupid. When they try to do a remake, <laughs> yeah, stick, to, you know, a class, remake a classic, yeah, remake a classic. Can't do that. So just a funny joke right there in the middle of it. Yeah, we've been, me and Nikki have been watching the Say by the Bell reboot, and they do the same joke where it's like, why do they, why do they feel like every, why is everything like now just a reboot of something that was cool in the nineties? It's like, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, now yeah. we're all adults now, so like, they're trying to hit that nostalgia button. You know, and it's like, I don't know how many people are subscribing to Disney Plus just to watch this, but um, I guarantee, like, like you said, a lot of people our age are going to show it to their kids. And, and what's interesting, neither of us have kids, but like I have your your recent a new uncle. Mm -hmm. um, but as as an uncle to older, older kids, um, 
I've tried to like show uh, nieces and nephews stuff that I think is cool. Kids don't give a fuck about your nostalgia, <laughs> right? You know, is it cool to them? No, and and yeah. it's like I, one of the main things. Like I was always afraid of like. I don't, me and Nikki have, you know, long, long ago agreed we don't want kids, but it's like one of the many millions of reasons I don't want kids is like, I'd be afraid that I would like push everything I love onto them. And if they don't like it, I would be like, you suck. You're an idiot. You don't like my music. You don't like my movies. Like, I hate you. I, and and I, I sort of mean, but it's like, I know some kids, some people our age, I have kids and they're like, my kid's the biggest fan of this thing. And it's like. No, they're not. They, it's just because you listen to it all the time. And they they don't know anything better. Like, you've told them it's great, so they think it's great. They don't want to disappoint you. You know, and another thing, like, I'm sure in the 90s, there were things that were remakes and stuff that we didn't realize. Oh, yeah. And one that was blew my mind, Flubber. Remember Flubber? Mm-hmm. With it was Rob, like a, Robin Jerry, Williams? Yeah, the original was like Jerry Lewis, I think, right? Something. I have no idea. I just remember... It was on satellite. This was just a couple years after Flubber had come out. And I see the guide and it says the absent-minded professor. And I'm like, like in Flubber, like what the hell? And I turn it on. It's like from 1944. Yeah. yeah. And black and white. It's, is it, was it like more of like a slapstick type comedy type thing? Or I only, because it was, I was just already briefly, towards the yeah. end of the movie. I only watched for a few minutes. But the big thing in that was he had the flying car. Okay. That was it, obviously, because they couldn't have done all the the special effects, special yeah. effects back then right. of the flubber. So I don't know exactly all the details, but I'm like, that's a remake. Like I always thought that was a totally an yeah. original movie. It's funny because uh, you know people like like I love horror movies, and and that community is very much like Hollywood has no original ideas. All they want is remakes. It's like, what's your favorite movie? Well, John Carpenter's The Thing. That was a remake. Uh, the Fly by Cronenberg that's a remake like the 80s had remakes too just people just didn't bitch about them didn't have the internet to complain about them social media to bitch about them all the time you know so it's like and I always had I had a professor in um in college it was a just a fiction workshop class and he would always say there's nothing new under the sun like there is no new ideas everything is somehow similar like the same same structure like you can have a story and it's like well uh boy meets girl or whatever and stuff happened like yeah there's a line of things that it was and it's just it's like uh a script a recipe right right? exactly yeah and it's like everything everything, yeah so everything has a formula and i mean when you download like you literally can get software for like screenwriting and it tells you like you know Here's where you need a resolution. Here's where you need a conflict. Here's where you need to start coming up with your, you know, ending, that kind of thing. It's like, I mean, songs are the same way. You need a verse, a chorus, a verse, a chorus, a bridge, Mm -hmm. a a third chorus, an outro, you know, an intro, an outro. It's like, there is a formula. And, and, you know, when people break that, it's either like, they're a genius or they're a fucking, it's horrible. Right. And it's just like that song, Four Chords. Have you heard of this? Uh Uh-uh. So it was like, it's like a, they're a comedy, like music, comedy band, I guess, or whatever. Okay. And they came out the song and he starts playing on the piano, the intro to Journey. Okay. Uh, Journey's Don't Stop Believing. Okay. Sorry. 
And he's like, recognize this? And the guy's, yeah, that's, you know, don't stop believing. He's like, well, actually, there's a lot of songs. And they basically keep that same exact beat. But, but, and then they're just saying different lyrics. Yeah. Because it's like almost every song, there are these four main chords. And, and it's, you, it's like 50 songs that they yeah. go through that sound exactly the same. It's like, Well, it's interesting because like now we're in a time where everything's copywritten and everything's cataloged and there's, you know if it goes on the internet for a second, it's there permanently. But it's like, I know like on Weezer's new album, like four of the songs are credited to different artists as co-writers. And people are like, you know, whoa, like so-and-so co-wrote that song. Like, no, they just have to put that to, to it because it's, it, it has a, same, a similar structure or something. It's, it's close enough. And I was going to say, they could have just like one note yeah. or something. Well, they, they almost use they like, I wonder if they use like an AI almost to plug it in. And it's like, it's too similar to this song, so we have to give them songwriting credit to avoid getting sued for, you know, uh, for, like, breaking copyright. Like, basically, they, they give them royalties just to avoid a lawsuit. Like, you get songwriting credits, you get, like, 1% of the sales of whatever, and, but, you know, it, similar in movies where it's like, you know, this is... And we're in a weird time, like I mentioned earlier, like we have Halloween 2018, which is a sequel to Halloween. It has the same goddamn title, but it's also a new movie where you could almost watch it without seeing the original. You could definitely absolutely watch this one without seeing the original Home Alone. Which one was that, the 2018 that you're talking about? Uh, with Jamie Lee Curtis, like so, Halloween just came out, yeah. Uh, right, so I think I just watched that one too. Halloween Kills is a sequel to that. That just came out. Yes. Right. Yep. Yeah, I saw the other one. Yeah. It was pretty good. I liked it. It was really good. But again, it's like we're in this weird things coming in like ebb and flow. Like in the early 2000s, it was completely just remaking movies from the 70s. Like let's remake Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's been long enough. Like we can start remaking these things where these kids aren't familiar with what it is. And now our shit is getting remade. You know, like we're mm-hmm. old enough now that our our shit from the 80s and 90s, like late 80s, early 90s is fresh for like rebooting. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to cash in like, like I said, Saved by the Bell, Punky Brewster, all this shit on like every streaming. Punky Brewster. Uh, yeah. Punky Brewster's back on Peacock. There's uh Turner and Hooch. There's a, and it's a sequel series. Really? Yeah. I We started watching it. I thought it was going to be a reboot. It's on Disney Plus. It's it's a sequel. It's just, It's Tom Hanks' son. Really? Is it Colin Hanks that plays? It is not, unfortunately. <laughs> it's uh, Josh, not Josh, it's, uh, yeah, Josh Peck, I think, from Drake and Josh. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's, he's handsome. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, he inherits, like, I guess, uh, is, it, is it Hooch the dog? He inherits, Hooch. yeah, inherits, like, a, a new Hooch. Like, the, the Tom Hanks apparently just kept buying these dogs after the first one died, because mm-hmm. there's no way it's the same one, but when he passes away, like he, he, he's like an uptight cop who's a germaphobe and he gets a slobbery dog, right. you know, and he's like, I wasn't prepared for a dog. I'm a single clean guy. Um, but anyways, we're not talking Turner and Hooch. Um, but it, it's the same thing where it's like everything old is new again. And, and I hear so many people complain about like no original ideas. It's like, yeah, but these are fucking cash cows. Like Hollywood is a business. Like, you know, these Disney's is if you're gonna a, go watch it, they'll make it. Right. And Disney's not dumb. There's a reason they're rich and I'm poor, is because they know what they're doing. Like, I'm not gonna tell them what to do. Uh, you know, clearly they saw name recognition, brand recognition in Home Alone. Let's make a new Home Alone movie. Oh, kind of interesting thing. I don't know if I told you this. I think it was twenty nineteen. The in Des Moines they have 
they played with a live orchestra. Oh yeah, I've seen I've seen a few of those, but not the Home Alone one. So Did you yeah, see it? We, we went to see that. It was completely packed. It was completely sold out. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So watching that with the live score behind it, kind of weird because it's there's times when it it drowns out the the movie itself. So yeah. You, so you, it's more of a concert. Yeah. Um, like you, they might say a line that you wouldn't hear, but yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I know but that's they, again, it's just what? sort of the same thing. Like, here's a new way to do this thing, right? And you know what's interesting is like, I guess it's not that surprising because I, I, you know, sang his praises earlier, but like, they do that with Harry Potter. They did it with Jaws. They did it with it's like, what's the common thing? Oh, John Williams. Like all of his scores are just like timeless. Where you can do that, you know. And we went to like you can skirt around it and like we went to I think Cedar Rapids and saw like a tribute to John Williams and the orchestra just played like a mel- medley of all of his, you know, big hits and the orchestra dressed in costumes. It was right around Halloween, which is sort of cool. Like they had someone in a big dinosaur costume and they had someone, there was no home alone ones. I was like a little disappointed that they didn't, they didn't play any of the home alone score and no one dressed as home alone characters, but he just has too many famous songs. You know, you can't right. fit them all in, but, um, yeah, they do the live Harry Potter movies with the score, but it is like I would love to have seen that. Thanks for the invite. Um, <laughs> just throwing some shade at you. No, no, no. Mine. It was last, very last minute, because my sister was like, "Hey, there's this. We're going. We got tickets already." So then I had to get a ticket that was near their seat. Okay, so you didn't get to sit next to him. Uh, we have it actually. We did because I happened to get a seat. Oh. That was like right, one row above him. Okay, or, cool. Behind him, yeah, ahead of him, and then and then the people next to us is like, "Oh, are you guys together? Like, we'll just switch seats." Oh, that's so, that's convenient. Yeah, well, I was just looking on here real quick uh, for the writer Streeter Seidel. I I wasn't familiar with him, but he's written. He he wrote this movie, Home Sweet Home Alone. He wrote uh, for College Humor and wrote for Saturday Night Live uh, until twenty twenty one. So I'm I'm guessing he might be a current writer. Uh, he's writing a new Inspector Gadget reboot. Wow. Big surprise, you know. It seems like uh, you do it once. Well, that's even because there was the cartoon, mm-hmm. and then they made a movie with Matt what's Matthew his, Broderick. Matt, yeah, yeah. He's a writer on Pranked. Yeah, so uh, that was the writer of it, and then Dan Mazur is the director, and surprisingly, he did like he was the writer of Borat, Borat Two, um, the Ollie G Show. Like, not something I would associate with, uh, he did all this Borat stuff. Yeah, a little more... A little more risque, yeah. yeah. So I guess I can see some of the funny little jokes they made in this that were almost, like, nods. But I, I like, I, I love the little details. Like you said, uh, Angel with Filthy Soul, like, futuristic reboot. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a little too ambitious with making it, like, like set in space or something. Like, yeah. But I don't know how else you establish that it would be, like, a modern version. Maybe make it, like, millennial or something. Or, like, I don't know. That was weird. I was like, what the... It was just bizarre. Imagine what, like, what, uh, like, kids thought of that. Like, what is, what is this? What are they watching? Because it wasn't even Kevin watching it. They were watching it in the hotel room, right? I don't think... No. The boy wasn't... I keep saying it's Kevin as if Kevin's... No, uh, it was, um... I don't... Again, I don't know. The Marvin Harry couple okay they were watching it yeah Yeah, because it was the brother his brother that made the comment of oh yes yes he was wearing those like ridiculous sunglasses when he did it he also wrote uh office christmas party which is a fun christmas movie but i don't know what else he's let's see what he's directed uh 
nothing, nothing I've really... Dirty Grandpa? Holy shit, okay. he went from Dirty Grandpa to Home Sweet Home Alone. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but I'm sure Disney gave him a fuckload of money, so good for him. Who am I to say? <laughs> you know, it just seems like a weird thing to do all these, like, really filthy sort of dirty movies and then work for Disney. How how They were like, what's he done? Uh, Borat? Let's get him for Home Alone. I don't know. Interesting jump. I don't know if Disney's that... Not anymore. I mean, they're doing... They got James Gunn to do, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, and he worked for Trauma and stuff. I mean, it's not the Disney of the 50s, really. Right, yeah. It's it's a little more uh, modern. But let's take a quick break to hear from the Prescribed Film Podcast Network, and then I'll go through some of the trivia here on IMDb. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Okay, so I'm just going to scroll through some of this. Uh, let's see. Chris Columbus, director of Home Alone and Home Alone 2, had the following to say when the topic of his reboot came up during an interview while promoting The Christmas Chronicles Part 2. Uh, Nobody got in touch with me about it, and it's a waste of time as far as I'm concerned. What's the point? I'm a firm believer that you don't remake films that have had longevity of Home Alone. You're not going to create lightning in a bottle again. It's just not going to happen, so why do it? It's like doing a paint-by-numbers version of Disney animated film, a live-action ver- version of that. What's the point? It's been done. Do your own thing. Even if you fail miserably, at least you had to come up with something original. So Chris Columbus uh, spitting some heat. Yeah. It was wildly rumored that Macaulay Culkin, who played Kevin McAllister in Home Alone and Home Alone 2, would appear in the film. Uh, he had to announce that the rumors were fake and that he was not reprising his role for the film. So we mentioned that a little bit, like... Would have been nice to have a little... I was almost like, in the day and age now of film, it's like I was almost waiting for him to pop up in like the post-credits or middle of the credits. Mm-hmm. But you, you don't waste a, a Macaulay Culkin uh, cameo in the credits. So I was... I don't know. It didn't... It didn't I, I sort of expected to not see him. Um, the movie Hunter is watching is a modernized version of the fictional movie Angels with Filthy Souls, which Kevin watched in the original... Um, in the original, it was styled after 1930s mafia movies like Angels with Dirty Faces. So that was the original Angels with uh, Filthy Souls was inspired by a real movie from the 30s called Angels with Dirty Faces. That's I kind of thought that we we should watch Angels with Dirty Faces sometime and do a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so be, so meta. Like that would be weird. Because what if it's what if they got the same actor? Yeah, it could be. Um, oh wait, no, because it would have actually been in the 30s. Couldn't have been the same actor. Yeah, it's true. Well, they could have used old footage, like, I don't know, and re-edited, I don't know. When Max is trying to call the police via the voice assistant, the voice assistant is actually reading the weather report in German. It mentions that it will be snowing next day and and a warning from the police is announced. Um, not that interesting. Let's see. The premiere date was November 12th, a.k.a. <laughs> One 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 two. The alarm oh. code on the house was one 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 two. Yeah. 
could have just been a coincidence. Like I said, all this, all this IMDb trivia is is sometimes uh, just random shit people put on there. Um, let's see, the sixth installment. That's not really trivia. Um, let's see, we've mentioned about the uh, McAllister sign with the house from the classic Home Alone. Okay, th- this film, this film is set in Winnetka, Winnetka, Where's it at? Winnetka, Illinois. Th- Though filmed in Montreal, Quebec. Winnetka? Winnetka. The original Home Alone was filmed in, though not specified, presumably set in Winnetka. So I guess it's supposed to be in the same town. So yeah, well, it the makes sense. Of Chicago, well, Buzz, Buzz is still there. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Kevin, he wouldn't have to live there to call in a prank every no. year. Um, but if he developed McAllist. Right. Like but it could be just like worldwide. Like he's, yeah. you know, he's like the Elon Musk of. Okay, but if he developed it, wouldn't he have booby trap stuff all over? I mean, yeah. That's what his home security would be. Right, yeah. Not um, just an alarm. The elf doll that Max talks to is Elves Behaving Badly Doll, a British knockoff version of the popular American doll Elf on a Shelf. I just assumed it was an elf on a shelf. Yeah, right. Uh,. Oh, this is a big one. At the at one point, a character mentions there's only a half hour till Christmas. At that point in the film, there's only 30 minutes left until the end of the movie. More like a coincidence, I'd assume. Yeah. Uh, the fourth film in the series to feature a female villain, which I don't really even consider her a villain. Yeah, they're not villains. No. Uh, if anything, I was like, I feel bad for them. Like, the, the, uh, we, It's not revealed until the end that he didn't steal the doll, so the right. whole movie, you're assuming, like, this little shit stole something. He gets what he deserves. Yeah. Exactly. They're it, just going to get this doll. Their property, yeah. It's theirs. Yeah. He stole it. They're which, doing it the wrong way, but still. Right, which, you know, the whole time, they don't really explain. It could have been resolved by just calling the policeman. Like, we had an open house. This kid stole our shit. Can you go over and ask him to get it back? And it turns out it was, like, the little, his, his the family's, like, nephew, the little Asian boy that took the doll the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um... Let's see. Although not seen, but implied that Kevin has finally turned the tables on Buzz. So now, now he's pranking Buzz, and Buzz was always bullying him. Now he's sort of uh, fucking with him. Um, that is good, though. Yeah. Have you have you given up? Or are you thirsty for more? Was a line that you know they pulled from the original. I thought that was a little too on the nose. Yeah. I'm like, we don't need the original. I, that, you know, I was waiting for uh, keep the change, you filthy animal, somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm like. We get it. We've had some. I think the little more um, subtle nods are better than right. Re, literally reusing the same lines. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. When Max is hiding in the car in the garage, he is watching a Looney Tunes cartoon. This is odd because Looney Tunes are owned by Warner Brothers. Disney now owns Home Alone and is a rival film company to Warner Brothers. It would have made more sense for Max to watch a Disney cartoon. So, hmm, a little. Yeah. Um, so they had to pay Warner Brothers just to put that little thing on there. Right. Probably. That's... Oh, writer Steeler Seidel, which we, we talked about earlier, and Mikey Day, um, who is an SNL writer currently and cast member. Um, I, I didn't realize Mikey Day was one of the writers, but uh, he did, they did not promote the film on their social media accounts, which I know it's not really news, but it's still sort of like you wrote a movie, you think yeah. you put it out there. So I'm curious to be like, are they embarrassed that they wrote it or just like they don't want Disney does not want them associated with it or something? Um, Maybe they're not allowed. Disney has to do all their own social media. Maybe. Yeah. And I know like they're very strict with like the Marvel actors like Paul Rudd was in 
Halloween six. It was his first movie and he was going to do a horror convention like three or four years ago. They announced it. And by the end of the day, he had, he had to cancel because Marvel was like, you can't go to a horror movie convention. You're Ant-Man. It's like, like you signed your life to us, buddy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see. In an interview in a behind-the-scenes DVD featurette for the first Home Alone film, Devin Rat Ratney or Rat Ray, who played Buzz, was asked where he thought Buzz would be now. To which he replied, "Probably in jail." We find out that in this film that Buzz is now a police officer. So, um, you know, always a thin line. Like I said, <laughs> a lot of bullies or people I thought would end up. It's like a power thing. You know, they want to have power over people. Totally. Um. Max Mercer is no way affiliated with the voice actor Matt Mercer. Interesting. Uh, I don't know what that means. It is revealed in this film that Kevin and Buzz McAllister are still enemies and that Kevin rings Buzz's work every year to play pranks on his brother every Christmas to remind Buzz about the time he was left home alone twice. However, Kevin has only left home alone once that occurred in the first movie, while the second movie he got lost in New York. So... Buzz was incorrect when he said we left him at home twice. You didn't leave him at home. He went to New York. So, wrong Buzz. So, yeah, that's all the trivia that's on there. I was actually sort of... Usually with new movies like this, there's not a whole lot, but um, there's other nerds out there that are like us that will, you know... Okay, so let me run some trivia by you. Sure. So, like, um, I work a weekend shift, and there's only, like, four of us. And everyone else works during the week, so I'll write an end of the weekend email to like update people and stuff. In the last three, I've been putting in a trivia question. Okay. So, the first one was, what hilarious holiday came from a 90s sitcom? Oh, yeah. I'm holding a glass. Festivus. <laughs> Festivus. Um, but uh, this past Monday morning, I guess... I decided well, I'll do Home Alone, but I'm like I don't know. I can't think of ones that are either they're either going to be way too easy or way too hard or way too hard. So I did five of them, okay. five questions. And the first one was, "What is at the very beginning? What's the total of the pizza?" Oh, geez, I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, it's like it's like one fifteen or I don't know. One hundred. Go ahead. Well, it's ten pizzas times twelve bucks. Anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's one hundred and twenty-two fifty. One hundred twenty-two fifty plus tip. Plus tip. What is and bonus? What is the name of the pizza joint? Oh, near Little Nero's. Little Nero's. Yeah. So I might have to take a second to remember the other ones, because I thought like, well, what was the name of the, like the plumber, company on the van? But I don't even know that. It's like something okay. I don't remember either. Um, and the, oh, in what city was she stranded? Was the mom stranded? It's like in uh, Wisconsin. Uh, well, bef- right when she first met the Kenosha Kickers. Okay, Kenosha was what I was thinking. Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. not. They weren't in Kenosha. They were gonna be driving back there. Right. Oh, I don't know. Where she's like, where are we? Sheboygan. Yeah, she's like, where the hell? Are I've been to Dallas, to Paris, yeah, to right. whatever, to where the hell am I? Right. And where is it? And the guy goes, Scranton. Oh, okay, it's yeah. Scranton. And I think I just remember that because of the office, the office taking yeah. place in Scranton. Because it's like... Which ties back to Ellie Kemper. Oh, whoa. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. Um, and that, So that's three. 
You can't remember the... How many did you do? Two, no, I did five. Okay. And so I'm like, what are the other two? Because I know they would have been obscure like that. Like maybe something about... Do people, like, they read this and then they reply to your email, or...? Well, that's, that's what I'm hoping. Like, because the idea is, well, I'm telling people, updating people, everyone else, of, like, what's happened, what to look out for, like, machines breaking down and stuff. Uh-huh. And so they should read it. But a lot of people I work with are younger than me. They might be, like, mid to... Mid-20s to, like, 30. So this would be slightly behind, before their time. Okay. And something like Seinfeld, I know like a lot of people that I work with like don't watch it or didn't don't know it, so it's like, well, yeah, I mean that's something that both of us like. I I was a late Seinfeld bloomer, but we're both big Seinfeld fans, and uh, it's funny. My boss sometimes will come in. Like apparently they're it's on syndication. I think almost any time if you want, you can find a Seinfeld episode on TV. It feels like, but he, I guess if they play early mornings. He watches an episode before work. And I'm I'm gonna sound like an asshole, but he comes in like almost every day, and he'd be like, "Have you seen the one?" And it's like, you don't have to finish your sentence. Yes, I've seen it. <laughs> right. And I'll I'll make corrections. Of course. He, he'll t- he'll watch it that morning, and he'll be like, "Well, they did this," and I'm like, "Oh, Kramer didn't do that. You're thinking of like George did that, or George did." You know, I yeah. I correct him, and he just sort of like, I'm like, "Are you getting the point now that like I know the show in and out, and I have seen that episode, and you know, I, I guess it's like just him trying to find something." to connect with me because he's you know he's older than my dad it's like you know over the years i've worked there 11 years he's probably just trying to find some common ground right but it's like now did you watch it did you have hulu when i went to hulu um or did you get hulu to watch no it? no i have all the dvds well, you have the dvds you just watch the dvds but i know like it was on in hd on on there and i guess it's on netflix now in hd i literally have like changed my streaming platforms that i get because of seinfeld really because i i had i had both hulu and netflix and i just wasn't watching netflix at all yeah because i would just watch seinfeld on hulu all the time weird thing is frank costanza was not always jerry stiller right the very first episode and i saw they aired the original mm-hmm. with the original man i was like this this wasn't him, and I know I had seen this episode with the other. Yeah, I was like, I was so confused. So they yeah. just reshot that. Yep. Later on, which yeah. I didn't know at the and time. Of course, Jerry's dad was played by a different guy too. Yeah. Yeah. And but that was just a normal change. Right. Right. Just the next time it was somebody different. So what? But then, of course, when Jerry Stiller died, then they put in the original with him. I'm like, yes, because he's. He's Frank. Costanza. Right, he's Frank. Yeah, he took the role. But it's it's interesting like I know I listened to a podcast called Zack to the Future it is about Saved by the Bell and they they're going episode by episode with uh, Mark Paul Gossler who plays Zack. And it's that show is on Peacock and Hulu. And so their idea is that they do homework and the the, the premise of the show is that Mark Paul Gossler has never seen a show and he does not remember sh- even taping most of it. Oh. He, I have no idea why he does not. He doesn't remember. He doesn't have like memories of filming this show that like basically made his life. Right. So he's rewatching this like brand new to him. And so the fun thing at the end of each episode is that the the host uh, Dashiell Drissel, who's a writer on the, the reboot, um, he'll be like he'll read the premise of the episode just to see if it brings any bells. And Zach's like, I have no idea. Or he'll say the title, and it's like, and, and uh, Mark Paul Gossler's like, I have no idea, but where this is connecting to what I'm saying is that 
they somehow they sometimes will watch it on Hulu and one will watch it on Peacock and not only are the run times different because of like for syndication they'll cut out little tiny scenes here and there to fit in more commercial time but also the way they shot them and then aired them were different so in the original like run you know obviously good morning miss bliss is where it started then it went to say by the bell was renamed and moved days it was originally like a uh, like sort of kids Saturday morning show. And then it moved to say by the bell, which is they're like, it needs to be more edgy with like teenagers. Mm-hmm. But, um, they, they, rec- they filmed all these episodes and then when they threw them out in like the wrong order, almost like, right. And so that you can literally watch the kids like look older in earlier episodes than, than here. Mm-hmm. Cause kids look drastically, they, they age so quickly cause they, they look, you know, they, they yeah, just, that, and that's common too, because I was watching coach Okay, another, another throwback, yeah. They were going to bring that back, and they didn't. Yeah, and then I, I got, like, through the first three seasons, and they'd take it off of, I think it was on Netflix. Yeah. I'm like, Ugh. So I didn't get to rewatch it, but that first season, it was like, you meet his daughter, and then the next episode, he his, his daughter's not around, and yeah. she's going to be coming in. Yeah. And there was, like, they, I mean, it was about him, you know, college football coach, and it was like, want they're they're playing a game, but this is aired in, in like April. Right. It's like they wouldn't be playing a game right. then, you know. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense. So there's a lot of different things that kind of out of order in the first season, at least. Well, it's funny, like on this on this podcast on the Zack to the Future, like Mark Paul is very you're watching he's watching himself now as an adult as a kid, and he's very self critical, but he also like little tiny details he's watching like he's looking at his own hair and he's looking at little things and he's like you know oh like i can tell like you know i don't remember filming this but i remember like specifically like you know i wanted my hair to grow longer so it's like he remembers like oh this one was filmed before this episode but it aired afterwards because my hair is longer here and it's like i didn't get it cut my it grew you know and it's just like it's just interesting the way like i don't think they really do this anymore they they can't because it's almost like there's there's almost no sitcoms where it's like you can just jump in like that anymore. Now you have to like the way we consume things, we binge watch everything. Um, you know, I almost don't watch anything that's on either cable or network TV. It's like everything's streaming now or I watch old shit, but And I don't like the idea of binging. No. I want it I want yeah, I want it to sit with it one episode for a while. Yeah. I think it kind of has well, it, it's, not ruined, but everything's disposable now. You, yeah. you watch it and you forget it so quick. That's like yes, because like I was watching Breaking Bad, and I watched the first couple seasons. I watched it on AMC, and then later caught up with it on streaming on Netflix. And yeah, I would binge watch three episodes a night, get through the series in whatever, however many days. Tried to rewatch it later on, and I'm like, I don't remember any of this. Yeah. Like, I don't remember any of it because right. it's just it goes so fast. It's just through like, it. yeah, it's too easy to forget stuff. So, yeah, but I mean, it's just sort of how. I mean, I think like Disney's still doing the thing where like their new Marvel shows they don't drop them all at once, and it's smart for a streamer to do that because it's like if a, if we stretch this out over two months, you're paying for two months of the service. Mm-hmm. Where you know someone might just when the Mandalorian comes out, if they dropped every episode at once, 
these fucking nerds would would pay for Disney Plus for one night because these guys will stay up all night and binge watch the goddamn Mandalorian and then cancel it the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, so they don't have to pay another six dollars or whatever it is. So they're smart. You know, it's business, but it's also like I'm the same way. Like Dexter, Dexter just started back up like after an almost ten year break, and it's like I can't remember the last time there was a show where I had to wait for the next week, and it's sort of nice where it's like. Sunday routine, you know, Adam mm-hmm. comes over, we watch Dexter, and it's like, I guess I'll see you next Sunday for the next episode. Not right now. You right. know, I have to right. wait a week. But I, but what's crazy is like, now we're so spoiled with that, that people will literally just wait. I'm not going to watch it while it's airing, because I want to wait till it's the end, I can just sit through eight hours of it. It's like, why? It's Don't, like you're watching an eight-hour movie. Right. Like, who has... It's, it's like, I, I'm consuming it in a different way. It's like, I am still taking eight hours to watch this show, but... And one hour, one hour a week seems a lot more obtainable. It's like it's like running a marathon versus you know taking it slow. Like I don't know. It's mm-hmm. like do you really need to do it all at once? But I mean, that, I I always mention about like how we consume things now is just so different. And you know, COVID didn't help that out. It's like I don't with the, with the sort of the names they have on this movie, like Home Sweet Home Alone. It's like I this they could have put this in theaters, but Disney's like this powerhouse where they, you know, Disney plus is, it's no longer, it's no longer like a thing when it, when Netflix first started doing the streaming stuff, it was like, Oh, it's a Netflix movie. It can't be good if it's just streaming or now it's like, now it's the thing. Yeah. And now that it doesn't mean it's a in bad quality. It can be just as good or better than what's on TV. You know, comedians will talk about that. How it's like in 2010, you get a Netflix special. Oh, so what now everyone wants a Netflix special. Yep. Yeah, it used to be like HBO or it's Comedy Central. It's like, no, if you're on Comedy Central now, you're not it's, not, it's a bad sign, actually, probably. You know, if you're on cable, like you want to be on a streaming. So uh, interesting how things have sort of flipped. I mean, all these actors who would never like you think about the, the biggest name actors, they're all in like the Marvel movies. They're all, you know, doing uh, doing TV shows like that used to be like a death thing. Like if you're on TV, you're never going to be in a movie. Is that Disney? What's that? Marvel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everything's Disney, man. Uh, yeah, I said that earlier. I'm like, Disney pretty much owns all of entertainment. Which I, I won't go too deep into this, but it's really interesting. Is that um, Universal Studios and Disney World are both in Orlando, the two biggest competitors as far as theme parks go. Well before Disney bought Marvel Studios, um, Universal Studios like acquired the the comic book licensing, so they have a Marvel like par- section in their theme park. Mm-hmm. And they, they basically are like, they have the, it's sort of like having a contract or a lease. They can use those characters, even though Disney owns Marvel. They, they bought this so long ago, well before that happened. And as long as they like keep updating it and, and doing new things in it, like there's nothing Disney can do because there's a contract there. Mm-hmm. So like, it's weird that you go to Universal, their biggest co- competitors and see Wolverine and Spider-Man, but they can't base them on the new movies. So they're like the comic book Wolverine. It's like yellow with like right. the the mask. And Spider Man is is pretty. Small Spider Man looks sort of similar, so right. it's it is pretty close to the movie. Um, but they they also in like 2014 I think built Simpsons Land, so they have Springfield in Universal Studios, and now Disney owns the now, Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. And so it's Fox. Yeah, and so they you know there's nothing like Disney World. They can't build their own. Uh, they can't do anything with the Simpsons in their park. And they have, I mean, they have uh, 
Moe's Bar. They have, you know, uh, a whole food, a fast food boulevard with like Cletus's Chicken Shack. You can get the big pink donuts. You get um, like Duff beer, all that stuff. And Disney owns it, but they can't do anything about it because Universal has that. Already has. And it probably fucking drives them nuts. (laughs) You know, Disney's going to like buy Amazon or or Disney will just buy Universal. Just like buy Universal. Yeah, fuck you. Now we buy buy both Amazon and buy all these things. I don't know. Yeah, I think Amazon might be too big right now, but who knows? I mean, Disney's just swallowing things. I mean, when they when they bought Lucasfilms, that changed everything. They literally just were like, it was like a several billion dollars or something. Just like George Lucas is like, yeah, here's the keys to Star Wars. Have fun. Like, uh, when was that? That was oh god, I'm I'm probably wrong. It seems like it was just a few years ago. It's probably had they've had they've done the like four movies, so it had to have been like ten years ago. I was gonna say before they came out with the episode one, two, three, or whatever. Well, or it would have been. No. Seven eight nine. Seven eight nine. Yeah, the yeah. new trilogy. And then Rogue One and um Yeah. So Could have been ten or fifteen years ago. Yeah, it was it was a while ago. And then they, you know, they've they just it, it was also interesting because like Sony still owns Spider Man and so they were still making Spider Man movies and Marvel was like, We want Spider Man in our movies, so they like have to work with Sony. So like Sony makes like it gets like half the the cash that these Spider Man movies make, which is probably killing. Like Disney probably fucking hates that, like that they have to share Spider Man with Sony. But uh, it's been like a big thing of contention the last several sequels. They they were almost like we're not going to make any more because Marvel is like we're not playing ball. So mm-hmm. it's it, it's a weird world, but you know it's all a bunch of fucking billionaires fighting over intellectual properties. Like home alone. Yep. <laughs> Back right. to home alone. Home but, alone. Uh, no, that's that. That's uh, sort of a nice way to wrap it up. Uh, I don't know. Do you think we'll see a sequel to this? Uh, no. You don't think Disney? I could see Disney Plus doing just like I, I don't know if the, if there was a way for them to turn this into a series, they would. But I just don't know how you would. How do you leave a kid home alone every week? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Um, it seems. I don't know. I think we'll eventually, I mean, down the road, it's like a horror, a good horror sequel will always have, it's like our kids, kids, kids will have a Home Alone movie for their generation. Yeah. And this little British turd will be like the new Kevin, I don't Do know. Do you think Home Alone 2 was as good as the first? I don't know if it's as good, but it's, uh, it's, it's good. It's just not, I don't think as good. But you don't think, because, like, isn't there, like, a lot of people think, like, a sequel, sequels a lot of time will bomb compared to oh, the yeah. original? Yeah, there's a, I mean. There's people just saying, like. It's very seldom that the, there's a part two that's as good or better. There's, like, exceptions. I think uh, Aliens and Terminator 2 are, like. Terminator like, 2, absolutely. Right. I think those are, like, the ones that are are widely considered like where a sequel is better than the original. When I first watched, cause I thought, Hey, we could do podcasts on like terminate the original Terminator because I had just watched that like a few months ago. Cause I, when I first saw Terminator two, I thought that was the original. Yeah. I just, cause like it would be on TV and just say T two. Yeah. I don't necessarily think the second one. Right. And then I learned about the original, and I thought I had watched some of it, but I was like, I definitely did not ever watch this movie, and it's like... It's a gritty, like, horror movie, almost. Yeah, and I mean, 
And glad they gave him a budget to do that <laughs> yeah. second one. It yeah. was badass. Well, I mean, there, it's not a, a uh, coincidence. James Cameron did Terminator 2. He did Aliens, which was a sequel to Alien. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I've always thought Alien was better, but people love Aliens. He, he basically turned, like, a sci-fi movie into, like, an action horror type movie for the mm-hmm. sequel. Like, you know, there's there's some rare exceptions where the, the second movie, a lot of people, you know, was it, but for the most part, there's a lot of really bad part twos. But I mean, I like I like Tom on too. Yeah, I, I I if I watch the first one during Christmas season, I usually follow it with the second. It's sort of like peanut butter jelly, you know. Mm. It's 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 like I don't know. It's so similar, but it has the charm. I love New York. I've been to New York. I was like, when I'm in New York, I'm like, oh, this is like Home Alone too. Yeah. As a kid, I mean, it was like. You know that's somewhere I'll never go. So this is mystifying to me. I can I always put. You know, he was our age, so it was. I like, think probably the appeal is we. Yeah, he's close to our age. Um, so I'm a little kid and think, yeah, that'd be badass to be in Hawaii. Right. I got all my dad's cash. Yeah, his awesome hotel room. Yeah, limousine. Yeah, my the, fresh cheese pizza. I hate <laughs> cheese pizza, but uh, pepperoni pizza. The, the, for the me. mini fridge. Yeah. I mean, I think so. I think that's the appeal of like. Oh, yeah. Of why I kind of liked that movie just, you know, just as much as the original. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And that's, I guess that's something that's sort of missing from this one is that, like, I mean, there's literally, like, they don't even show him really enjoying the house to himself. He does. Oh, I did not mention the weird Scarface scene. Yeah. Where, Which you picked up on it instantly. And I was like, oh, yeah. When he, he opens the doors and he, he's literally, I mean, this is not just a coincidence. This is clearly a Scarface homage. Like, he wears the Scarface suit. He sits at a desk in the original, the actual, not the original, again, a remake. The Al Pacino of Scarface is a remake. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, but in that movie, Al Pacino has a big pile of cocaine on his desk, and he literally puts his face in it and, you know, inhales right. a right. big mountain of cocaine because he's the fucking Scarface. He's, the, he's a drug lord. In this movie, the kid sticks his face in a pile of M&Ms, and I'm like... Maybe a little, and now that I know that the guys that did like Borat and SNL wrote this, okay, that makes sense. But it's like, imagine you, like what what a kid a kid's not gonna get that reference. So it's just for the parents, and that movie isn't even necessarily our age. Like, you know, our generation, Scarface was seventies. Like, you know, because I thought maybe mid eighties. Maybe is Brian is Brian De Palma. It could have been eighties, but it definitely is not really our gener like. The, the kids who watched Home Alone in the 90s were not watching Scarface. No. No. You're right. I think it was maybe 79, 80. But, uh, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer and, and Al Pacino. But it was just sort of like a weird thing to be like, oh, look, instead of a mountain of cocaine, he's doing a mountain of M&M's. Of M&M's, yeah. I, I mean, I can appreciate it. I, but I'm surprised to see that in the Disney movie that they let that reference go through. Um, but, you know, again, it's not the Disney that we grew up with where everything's squeaky clean. Uh, so I thought that was a cool little homage. I'm sure I'm forgetting a bunch of little nods in there. I was sort of surprised we didn't get... Well, the scene where they're driving the van and it, like, slides on the ice, I was like, oh, they're gonna knock over the statue. Right. And they just instead ran into a telephone pole and airbags went off. I was, that's exactly what I thought was gonna happen. Why not throw that in? Um... I thought it was weird, like, the... They had... He had, what, bags of flour swinging off the steps, you know? Right. That was one of those things like hands like there's the stuff that's a little bit different, but kind of the same. But that was like almost exactly the same. But then I watched that. He does what bags of cement in the second one in Home Alone 2. He mm-hmm. does in the first movie, just paint cans. Um, but and he does that big bar that comes yeah. down. But um, 
I thought it was actually really clever on watching it. I'm watching it and they like butter. He butters the steps. He does that. And then Rob Delaney's character makes a joke. He, he's making a cookie out of me or something. <laughs> right. Because the flour. Yeah. The flour, butter. All sugar that stuff. for the classic nut shot. As yeah. You yep. He shot him in the nuts with the sugar. There was some pretty like not really bad, but some questionable CGI where it's like, do we really need CGI snow? And, and yeah. you know, like when he busted through the snowman and it flew at the camera, I'm like, mm-hmm. Just it, it, just make a fucking snowman run through it. How hard is it? Like, you know, we have snow. Like, it's it, there's snow all around. It's clearly real snow. I just don't know why we... It's like we had money in the budget to burn. I don't know. But, uh, you know, using Legos, that's sort of the new... Like, the joke, you know, oh, the worst thing ever would be stepping on a Lego, and they make that joke. Uh, but, you know, I thought the... Like I said, I, th- I was pretty um, impressed, I guess... And my bar was so low for this movie that I guess it was, you know, destined to do pretty well. But uh, they 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 kept it pretty violent. Not as many. I mean, it feels like the first movie is like a half hour of violence, where this one's like ten minutes. I have another trivia question. Sure. The original. Yeah. I thought of um, the next morning when Kevin wakes up and is realizing nobody's there. He turns on the kitchen TV. What movie is playing on the kitchen TV? Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. No. What? Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, okay. The original from like the 50s or whatever. With what's her face? I always thought, maybe I was picturing a different movie where they're watching. I thought it was like the guy. There may be a moment where they're watching that. It was like running down the street. Are they watching in a hotel? In France. In French. They're watching. Yes, Yes, they're watching that movie and it's in French. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's when he's talking to the banker guy. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. But yeah, John, I think, who played, John Hurt played the dad in the original. He's dead now. So we still have Catherine O'Hara. But uh, yeah, it's interesting that this, this you know, new movie's canon. But I always ask my guests, I guess, um, are there any movies on, like, your watch list that you haven't seen that are, like, that might surprise people? I mean, you just watched the original Terminator for the first time. Is there anything that's, like, big that you haven't seen? Uh, people always think that I would, like fantasy and sci-fi stuff like a lot of stuff like i don't really like that well see i associate like i know you i I know you very well and i feel like i know like you like about like three bands and a handful of movies i'm like (laughs) evan likes the matrix memento which we'll we'll be doing in in a future episode um you know i've always associated those with you are you excited for the new matrix no no like i didn't really care about watching a new matrix So that would be one thing surprising. I don't know if I'll watch it. Because I just... The the, the, sequels, Did the sequels kill it for you? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. The first, is I thought, is amazing. And I can just live with that. But you can't, t- you can't leave things alone if they made a lot of money. People would probably think that I like the Marvel movies. And, and I've seen, seen like four. Yeah. And how many other? Like 40? <laughs> I don't know anymore. I sort of threw in the towel at a certain point. I'm like, I'll, I'll go see like Spider-Man stuff. But like the new, I think they're on a, I don't know if it's the third or fourth. They call it the, is it Wave? Or they call it something. But I'm going to sound like an old man. But I'm like, you know, we're, we're getting too deep into it where I'm like, okay, I, I'm good now. Like, talk about a formula. You know, they really do. I mean, and, so, and good for them. It's a business, but it's like, it really does. But is there anything else? Last summer, I got, through Netflix, you can still do DVDs by mail. I've uh, My friend Brandon still does it, yep. And it's different now. It's not as fast. Well, yeah. So the it's, mail's not so, 
So it's well. I'm just saying. You said you would put it in the mail and have a new one like the next day, right? Yeah, yeah. Like they sent it out that fast. But so I had it for just a few months, and I watched like Deadpool. I think Deadpool and Deadpool Two. Which you, you saw Rob Delaney, who played like the the dad in this. He's in. He's sort of the weird like normal guy that wants to join Deadpool's team. Okay. He has like a dad mustache, and he's wearing like sweaters and stuff. Okay. I think his name's just like rob or something in the movie okay yeah Yeah, i vaguely remember that or steve or something you know so i watched that and i watched some other i'm gonna say i watched at least one other like marvel movie knives out knives out was great i loved it yeah great cast they're doing a guess who's doing a sequel netflix straight to streaming doing like two or three sequels it was odd to have what's his face in a southern accent daniel craig yeah yeah He's the only one that's coming back for the sequel. Like it, the sequels will just follow him doing new cases, uh, okay. which I, you know is the only way you should really do a sequel to that movie. Like mm-hmm. you don't bring back that cast. Yeah, because yeah, they solved. They figured it out. But uh, yeah, I mean, are you? Have you seen like the Lord of the Rings movies? Yes, I watched it with you. Because I remember at the end, I'm like, Fro- is it not Frodo? Who's his friend? Sam. Yeah. He should have just pushed Frodo into the fire. Well, see, I've never seen the Lord of the Rings. Oh, I've ch- no, you're not spoiling anything for me. You're okay. I know all about them, but I've, I've, I thought we watched it. I've tried to watch the first one several times and fall asleep. So maybe I fell asleep watching it with you or something. Because I know I'm pretty sure it was your brother was there. Oh yeah, I'm sure. And I was like, it would have been such a cool ending if he just throws him into the fire, Frodo into the fire or whatever. And he's like, saves him instead. And I'm like, and yeah, he was like, oh no, it's his friend. He has to save his friend. I'm like, yeah, but I remember my, it's too, what is always done. Yeah. I, I, my brother, I remember coming back from like college, he'd bring like his big tote full of DVDs and he had a Lord of the Rings. He's like, you got to watch these. And I've tried to get through the first one like three or four times. And I think I remember you coming over and like, we're going to watch Lord of the Rings or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, probably in, like at my mom's house when like the second time he moved back, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm pretty sure I fell asleep through it because they're like total like nine hours. Right? Yeah, like, the, even the theatrical cuts are fucking long. Like yeah, I I and I almost mentioned every episode that I haven't seen those. And uh, my friend, I tried reading the books. Oh, even worse. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I read The Hobbit in like seventh grade. Yeah. It was horrible <laughs> trying to, because it's such a chore Yeah, to try to get through a book like that, but we had ARP, uh-huh. right? We had, so the bigger the book, the more points you get, you yeah. had to get so many points, well, I'll just knock them all out with one book, Yeah, and I only got like half the points, because <laughs> it's such, it took me like two months to read it, Yeah, you know, and then I tried the Lord of the Rings, I think I got halfway through the second book, The Two Towers, Yeah, you're like, and I was yeah. like, dude, fuck this. <laughs> same, as, same as Stephen King. I read some of his uh, when I, uh, Christine, I think, and um, that was really good. I th- and Cujo, I think I read both in like high school. I tried reading Desperation, and that's, I mean, they're like a family going through a desert town, and there's a sheriff who's like possessed or something. But I'm literally like 200 pages into the movie, and almost nothing has happened. Right, yeah. I'm like, and I get while people really into books and novels, reading all of that, be like, it's such great character development. Because, yeah, he will talk for two hours, I mean, like 20 pages about 
grandma's teacups that she collects or right whatever, yeah, you know yeah yeah so the picture yeah weird little things and i'm like get to the point yeah give me some action here man <laughs> yeah. i remember uh like i had seen cujo and i'd seen the movies before reading books and i was like oh i want to read cujo i started reading it and i remember like there being like again a lot more descriptives on the characters but like there was a whole side plot of like more of a, a cheating type thing and it like went into great detail about the sex stuff and i'm like okay i probably shouldn't like this is really adult and like i didn't know stephen king like was was a freak like this uh you know it's like the violence i knew but he went into graphic detail about like sex and stuff and i was like they don't include this in the movies you know of course some, carrie some... i read and it was obviously you can't dance around that in a movie the sexual stuff i think some that, of but... his better work is the stuff that isn't horror yeah shawshank redemption yeah green mile i mean movie wise i i like stand by me is like one of you know that's stephen king and that's like uh, one of my favorite things based on short yeah yeah oh and i read the girl who loved tom gordon yeah and it was a much shorter book i'm like oh i can get through this chad's mom recommended it yeah and i was like she's just lost in the woods and then comes to the end there's some kind of monster thing a farmer shoots it and that's it that's it it's <laughs> over I'm like that was so like yeah. dumb well again like it sort of circles back around where it's like we've had all these adaptations of Stephen King and it's sort of gotten a reputation for like his, his stories are really hard to adapt. Like there's, there's only like a handful of really good ones, but now we're circling back around and readapting all of them. You know, we got a new carry, we got new it chapter one, two, like, and I feel like that's going to be just cycling again through again. And like another 10 years, we're going to get another new set. Another one that I did like was a made-for-TV movie, I think, The Langoliers. Yeah, that was made-for-TV, yeah. Yeah, and, remember, and and it had the guy from Perfect Strangers. Okay. <laughs> as the crazy guy who had ripped the paper. Like Balky or whatever his name is, yeah. Yeah. So okay. I, I liked that. Okay. Well, I think uh, if we, we start going too long, this is going to be a, a very <laughs> Kind long of babbling on and on now. No, no, that's what podcasts are for, though, you know. Um, we can talk about DMT. Ever done DMT and turn into Joe Rogan podcast? But um, no, it was great talking to you, Evan. Yep. I'm glad that we no, watched fun. Home Alone and we can get back together and watch Memento soon and, and uh, talk a little bit more. But you know, overall, I'm glad we watched this movie. I I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. So I would recommend checking out Home Sweet Home Alone on uh, Disney Plus. How about you? Uh, sure. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Okay. Well, it's hard to beat the original. Yeah, it's always hard to beat the original. So we'll leave it at that note, and uh, we'll see you next time on First Time Podcast. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. A special thank you goes out to my friend Scott Schreiner for our intro and outro music. We'll see you next week on First Time Podcast. <laughs>